Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is why I had to come down here this morning, man. This is why I had to miss my cartoons. You call me, you tell me it's important. We're going home. Take it, man. Quit leering at me. People are gonna think I just broke up with you. Two fallen angels have just discovered a loophole that can get them back into heaven. Outstanding work! All they have to do is get to Red Bank, New Jersey. There's only one problem. What are you? What do you want with me? Stop a couple of angels from entering and thus negating all existence. I hate it when people need it spelled out for them. Now, I'm to charge you with a holy crusade. One person has been chosen to stop them, but she won't have to do it alone. I'm Jay, this is my head of life mate, Sam Bob. You gotta be kidding me. Prophets. And I'm not speaking. What about sex? No sex. Guys, I guess just don't follow the sky, you know? Oh, that sucks! What are you? I was the 13th apostle. You knew Christ. No. Brother owes me 12 bucks. Thought she looked familiar. Let me guess. 14th Apostle. I'd like to take us to New Jersey, please. Jersey sold out, sir. I suggest you not underestimate the staggering drawing power of the Garden State. They're successful. You, me, all of this ends in a heartbeat. I feel like Han Solo, you're Chewie, and she's Ben Kenobi. Prepare to taste God's wrath. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. I swear to God. What's he like? God. It's got a great sense of humor. Take sex, for example. Sex is a joke in heaven. The way I understand it, it's mostly a joke down here, too. <laughs> Get it? Who the fuck are you and what the fuck happened to that guy's head? I'm Sebastian. I suggest you not underestimate the staggering drawing power of the Garden State and show up two hours in advance. I'm Andy Schossler. Go back to your paper route, you mighty duck fucks. I'm Jordan. Human beings have neither the oral nor the physical... 
You can do this. Psychological <laughs> capacity to withstand the awesome power of God's true voice. Were you to hear it, your mind would cave in and your heart would explode within your chest. We went through five atoms before we figured that one out. <laughs> and I'm Alex. Welcome back, Alex. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. And welcome to our review of Dogma. This isn't Black Widow. No. No, it's not. This isn't any new movie. Good. It's good because this is a good film. I would ever. say it's Kevin Smith's best. I'm inclined to agree with you. I'd have to maybe give a bit more thought into it, but this face value for me, yeah, you're right. I would also have, agree. It's not my personal favorite, but I think it's his mm. best film. Mm. Having also watched Jane Silent Bob Strike Back for next week <laughs> mm-hmm. in preparation for this, I can say that Dogma is his best film. <laughs> um, oh, yes. <laughs> I'm t- it's tough for me. Like I prefer like Clerks 2 over Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, but okay. I don't think Clerks 2 has even lights a candle to this film. <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah, and Clerks Two was really well made, especially compared to Clerks. Mm-hmm. But then, it, well, yeah, it was made what twenty years later. Yeah, I, as in, I also think Clerks Two is funnier because I think he got better with his writing. Like, I'm yeah. not saying Clerks is bad, but it's it's Clerks is still like the first film. You know, mention, it positively mentions ass to mouth, <laughs> which has already got my vote. So, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> how much better can you get? Really? <laughs> it's a little known thing, but when film reviewers, they actually we all have these little journals that we use, and when it comes to recommending or not recommending a film, it actually always comes down to the film's take on ass to mouth. Exactly, and right. yeah, it's it ticks yeah. that box. If you can check that box, you know it's going to be a yeah. good film. So, Alex, how you been? Um, busy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but I am I'm alive and I, yeah, I'm here. Well, all right, we've got uh, seven and a half months of catching up to do. So, what's your take on all the films? <laughs> <laughs> You've been keeping yes. notes, right? Yes, yes, yes. No, 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 no. Yes. Have you seen Tenet? Wow, you don't like Alien? Wow, <laughs> shocking! What a <laughs> oh, and I'll have to skip Tenet because I didn't watch it yet. That's rubbish anyway. Yeah. It was just confusing. Not confusing in the sense of I didn't get it. Confusing is like, why do they do this? <laughs> like, it really makes you question the, the choice of the people that decided to turn up. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Dogma though. Guys, I, I like this movie. It's fun. Better than Katma. Oh, I would hate if it was called Katma. Right. I mean, it wouldn't make sense for why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also I hate cats. Yeah. Like I'm glad there wasn't a dog joke yeah. in it. Oh yeah, thank God. <laughs> Thank dog. I'm sure it was tempting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why isn't it Godma? No, uh, Ke- Kevin Smith doesn't. He he doesn't he doesn't hold back from you know punny jokes mm. things like that, which can work. They have their place. Just you know, this was good subject matter. They took it seriously in yeah. its own in its own universe, and it worked really well. Definitely. This was the first of his films I've ever seen. Like really? obviously not oh. for this review, but in general, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and. I don't remember there being any issues with it at the time, which means that you can watch a film that Jan and Bob just rock up in and it's completely normal. <laughs> sure. Like you don't yeah. need to see them in Clerks to then see them in this and be like, holy shit, it's Jan and Bob. Like they can just rock up as that yeah. in yeah. this kind of film. Case in point, Scream 3. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh. yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> I forgot about that. But yeah, like 100%. Like there, I, I think I was the same. This is probably the first Kevin Smith film that I watched. And- uh, yeah, I did. I had no idea who Jay and Silent Bob were, and it's good. Also, they I work. They work for the film. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, yeah. as good as it as Jay and Silent Bob, <laughs> which are is fantastic. <laughs> also, I think I saw this film before I saw um, Indiana Jones. So my origin story for the wrong ticket joke is actually this film. <laughs> <laughs> so um, <No> ticket. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a good. I, it's a good gag. It yeah. is. I can't believe that they stole that off this film. 
<laughs> you know, for me personally. They, it's, it's done so nicely you can see that either, either Smith is paying homage to it or just, you know, using it because it was so, so iconic, yeah. you know, and, and, it's, and it's done lovingly. Whereas in Strike Back, which we'll talk about <laughs> next week, of course, <laughs> it just seems like a bit of a rip-off a lot of the time. Yep. I will say, but every but this whole film, it, the whole thing feels really sincere. Mm. In, a, in in all the references, in all the jokes, everything seems sincere. Yeah, I think just purely because they were tackling religion, even but as they're not really. as they were, they're, it's yeah. not really a criticism on on of religion. It's well, maybe use, the, the priest is. I mean, the 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 whole point of the film is that there's this loophole, right? And the angels can exploit that. That's what sets everything in, mm. in motion. That's what the whole climax is about. So if anything, it's a criticism on the dogmatic beliefs of, of Catholics that make that sort of thing possible. But it's completely fictional to begin with because, as far as we know, nothing like this has ever happened <laughs> and, and God's, uh, um, what's the word, uh, in, infallibility have, has never been challenged sure. <laughs> in any way. I'm gonna so up. it is a work of fiction. And why, why you would criticise that as, as some sort of criticism of religion, I think is a bit silly. It Alex. brings to mind that, that question... If Jesus could oh, microwave a burrito <laughs> so hot that Jesus himself couldn't eat it, <laughs> could it happen? Like one we, of we don't know. One we of George do anything. One of George Cullen's stand-up bits was recalling how in Sunday school they would they would be clever with the priest and do all this sort of stuff. <laughs> ah, can can God make a, a rock so heavy that that even he can't lift it? Ah, gotcha. That's it. <laughs> um, Alex, part of your uni. Because you were doing education, did you you did theology? Is that right? Ah, uh, yeah, in my undergraduate. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a question that you might not know the answer to, but I think you might be the most qualified person at this actual table to ask that question. <laughs> Unless someone else has taken theology here, I have not. I'll give. Oh, it a in go. an amateur capacity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this whole idea, the idea in this movie about if the church dictates it on earth, the the, the, the laws have to effectively be superseded and become law in heaven. Um, but it's the basis of this film saying if, if the church says you're, you're forgiven, then God is kind of hands tied, must forgive you and let it all happen. Um, is that actually a thing in like, Catholicism? Well, you, you're forgiven through the priest from God. The, the, so the, the, the priest f- doesn't forgive you. God's yes. forgiving you through the priest. Oh, no. For anybody who's confused, yeah. the, the, the film lays out this situation where two angels have been cast out of heaven by God and said, you can never return. Never. You're banished to earth. You're not being sent to hell. You're banished to earth. You can never return to heaven. Were they banished to Minnesota? No, no, where was it? Wisconsin. 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 Yeah. <laughs> for, for all just, of human existence. Just yeah. evil. <laughs> uh, poor angels. In 1999, when it's it's set to be contemporary, there's, um, there's a church in New Jersey that's part of the Vatican's uh, new Catholicism. Catholicism, wow. wow. Revival. <laughs> where they have um, blasted through this gimmick, just like indulgences in, uh, in, the, in the 16th century. Uh, they've said, okay, your sins are completely absolved if you pass through the arches of this cathedral on this particular day as a part of our revival. Everybody come along and see how you know, awesome the, the Vatican is and how forgiving uh, the church is. So the angels get wind of this, and since they can transubstantiate into human form, which demons cannot, angels can, as long as they trans- transubstantiate, 
they go through the arches as humans. All their sins are forgiven. All their sins are forgiven. If they die, having committed no sins after that, they get a ticket to heaven, therefore negating God's uh, decree and undoing the whole of existence because they've proven God to be uh, fallible, which mm. is not the case. God is infallible, creates this paradox, and the whole universe collapses. Yeah, which is actually that's quite the premise a of the premise film. Of, it's actually yeah, really good. Much yeah. So my question was more so in terms of and 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 the whole legitimacy for that is that um, it, the Bible, especially the, the the Catholic interpretation of it, um, it says that uh, in in one little line of the Bible that Catholics hold hold true is that whatever you hold true on earth, I will keep true in heaven, which yep. means it's automatic. God has to uh, agree to it because that's what yeah. Jesus Jesus said so was, was the case. I'll throw a hypothetical out. This will never happen. But in theory, under this, if the church, like the, as in like, let's say the Pope down decreed that, okay, we've decided that murder's fine. We, we as the Catholic well, you Church, can be, agree you can that be forgiven is, for it if you just pay this little, <laughs> this little yeah, amount. Is sin forgiven? Yeah. Which, <laughs> under the realms of this movie, would then say if the church has said that that is no longer a sin or can, is a forgivable sin, for example, right. then this movie's logic says that then God would have to uphold that because it was that's right. run by the, done by the Purely church. hypothetical yes. because yeah. the church would never oh, engage in that yeah. sort of activity. They yes. would never take bribes and forgive people. But actually, my question actually, was, is that possible? Uh, <laughs> one of the new commandments that Jesus gives is thou shalt not, um, or, you know, blessed be the, all the, you know, the Beatitudes. No, the Beatitudes, no? The Sermon on the Mount? I mean, this, okay, I know what these the words people. are, but I don't want to be attitude actually is. Blessed are the cheesemakers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it literally, every line starts with, blessed are the, yep. the weak of heart, for they will be forgiven. And, <laughs> okay. And it's basically saying, like, um, everyone's going to be forgiven and come to heaven. Everyone. Everyone. That's me. As long as you give everything away. No. Because you're a greedy fuck. If you have any sort of, you know, clothes or food or any sort of care for the future, give everything away now. And when you die, you'll be pure of heart. Yeah. As long as you seek forgiveness from. Okay. It's socialist and it's evil and Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) So my question is specifically. Is that actual part? I mean, you may not know because I, I I don't imagine that you've actually read through the entire Bible through your sides. That'd be crazy. Oh, hell no. Um, my <laughs> I question mean, was: no. <laughs> the premise of this film being that if a law is passed, a religious law is passed on Earth, it must be upheld by God in the afterlife. Is that actually something that's actually written into the Bible, or is that just is this just the movie kind of waving its hands, being like it's a it's a religion? No, it's a, it's a verse in the Bible, and mm. and you know, depending on which religion religious interpretation you have, so. In theory, if the if the, we have a very progressive pope at the moment, or we did last time, I forget they all look like the same guy. Um, pope Francis. Yeah, let's say he said, "Okay, we've actually decided that under certain circumstances, the the church does not oppose like certain uh, certain abortions because of the risk to the mother," and they will kind of say, "Like we actually don't care about this issue. Like we're going to let it be. We, we don't want to fight it. We're just going to be happy." In theory, that would be okay because if it was passed, okay by- with who? God? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, if the church said... The Pope speaks on behalf of God. Yes, yeah, so if they're saying it, just it's done. And the Pope's infallible. Sure. Is that, Whatever, actually, is that also a thing? That's, the, that's really? one, one, one Catholic doctrine. The Pope is infallible. If, oh, if, I become the Pope. If, <laughs> if the current Pope contradicts the previous Pope, 
he's still correct because the Pope is infallible. <laughs> and he was correct. The previous Pope was also correct because he was infallible. Well, you can be right one day and wrong That's the next day. Right? <laughs> well, I mean, like, no, I, 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 as far as the church is concerned, we're not, we're not talking about the legality of it. As far as the church and and uh, the, the, the heavenliness of it is concerned, the Pope is infallible. He and can the, say what he wants and it's true. And it's like, also true like that the Pope- Don't kiss my hand during a pandemic because <laughs> germs <laughs> are gross. <laughs> is Give it, your COVID mouth to yourself. Is it also Sorry. true that the Pope can step down at any point and have Mike Pence uh, pardon him? <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing that can also occur? Only if they count all the votes. Yep. <laughs> There's like, how many, how many, card, how many um, bishops or cardinals do the vote for the Pope? Four. Four. I want to recount. <laughs> I don't trust that one over there. Two of those votes went missing. I saw the balance. <laughs> now the, the College of the, Cardinals the is like three hundred Cardinals. It's funny when there's four of them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thank you for the. <laughs> but it, it, it's much funnier when in the middle of the night a postal truck comes by and drops a giant sack of two votes, <laughs> and they're for a different pope. All right, this movie. You know, the, the Pope doesn't have to come from the College of Cardinals. The Pope can be anybody. He can be in the popular. So, Seb, your dream's not dead. No, it's, it's literally not America. He doesn't have uh, to it's be. It's not a, the USA. What? The Pope doesn't. The Pope doesn't have to be a priest or have been a priest. Okay. Anybody can theoretically be elected Pope. It's just that don't, traditionally the Cardinals elect one of their own. You don't. Sebastian, twenty twenty two. You guys. Firstly, Jordan predicting the death of the Pope. <laughs> Oh, the, the, he can abdicate, yeah, he can. which Benedict uh, Seventeen did. Is he still alive? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's Ratzinger, still yeah, yeah, yeah. very, very sick. Was he the good one? <laughs> no. Which was the which uh, was the Pope Francis? No, John John Paul II was the no no very recently within like the last three popes there was one that was a bit more progressive than the rest. Yeah, John Paul Isn't II, the current one. Isn't he a Benedict beetle? Seventeen took over? <laughs> John Paul the current II? Pope be like, yo, the gays are all right. <laughs> is yeah. that the current one? Did yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's what? Francis the first. Frankie. Oh, Francis the first is the current pope. Yes, oh, he's uh, the, the Argentinian. He's the straight edge one, isn't he? Straight edge. <laughs> that, was a, that was entirely a joke, but I also kind of, I kind of assume yes. I, I think he drinks wine every Sunday. No, it doesn't count as wine. <laughs> it's not wine, it's the blood of Christ. Yeah, it's fine. I'm not going to argue that. It's, it's uh, wine that symbolizes, but yes. <laughs> While we're doing this movie and attacking all things religion, no, we're not. Um, I have to ask. I think though, it's in the spirit of the film. Um, and I, I, I don't direct this to this corner of the table because I think no, I oh, specialize yeah, this. Yeah, Andy, you're talking too no, much. No, 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 no. <laughs> it was purely um, in in going to church. Can vegans partake in the blood of Christ? So I, I throw it to our, our vegan correspondent Jordan and our Catholic <laughs> correspondent Alex. Um, I believe red wine is largely vegan friendly, so I'm going to go yes. Well, it's the blood of Christ, Jordan. Yeah, but that's God's not an animal, Seb. So. <laughs> oh, is cannibalism a loophole? <laughs> yeah, I'm cool with it. Okay. Um, any, any, how does, how does the church feel about cannibalism? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I think it's strongly <laughs> frowned upon. <laughs> Shocked. I don't, don't know if it's strictly forbidden, but I know they frown upon. Is there somewhere in that book where it says no to the eating of? Of other people. You can't kill them, but I suppose if you just find them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I just stumble yeah. upon it, like if I'm in need of sustenance. Look, it, it's it, okay to take man meat into the mouth, providing you chew. Okay. But, but not the penis. <laughs> <laughs> just so we're clear. Providing not you not chew. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you've got to look at it as like, do you see them as an equal or are they lesser than you? Because if they're lesser than you, then it's not kind of Every single person on this earth is lesser than you. <laughs> then it's not kind of <laughs> That's 
words of Hannibal, and I believe he was a practicing Roman Catholic. Hey, how about some facts, please? <laughs> <laughs> Anything to take me off the Catholic watch list by this point? <laughs> uh, it's a it's a well liked film. Seven point three on IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes has a sixty seven percent critical, eighty five percent audience, um, which averages out to about seven and a half, which which is about right. Yep, that seems out. about right. A bit low for what I would have thought, <clears throat> but I thought this film would have aged better in that sense. It still holds up. Yeah, mm, I, I, I thought so. No, I mean, like I just, I thought over time this film yeah. would have gone up in score. I mean, just from rewatches, people have been like, "Oh, it's actually quite good." Well, it, it that depends on how on how everything's weighted because it didn't do so well at the box office. These like, films it, don't really stand was heaven fair. <laughs> it was it was it was successful in its own right. Did it do roughly thirty million? Thirty million, yeah. Is that and that's, that's, that's like that's, Kev, a, that's Kevin's ceiling. Is yeah, like thirty million. <laughs> that's that's the worldwide gross off a budget of ten. Okay. But it's since become a bit of a cult classic. Yeah, uh, and I think anybody it's who was home. anybody who was a teen in just the, like Catholicism. <laughs> 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 In the late nineties and early two thousands, I think it has has this on their radar. Is oh yeah, Dogma. Yeah. I know that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's how like I found the movie. I found like a copy of Morats in my brother's room one day. Oh yeah. And so like I watched that and I was like, this is great. So I got onto Google, like found all the other movies, mm. went to ah. my local blockbuster. Yep. Oh wow. And rented the whole catalog. Oh my goodness. See, I was shocked because I, I thought I owned this movie, so I went down to my little DVD cabinet where I've got like twenty movies that I haven't thrown out since. And I'm like, Clerks, Clerks Two, Jane, Silent Bob. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same. I like recently like threw out most of my physical media, but like all of those movies, I was like, nah, I'm gonna keep those. They have, a, they have a special place in my heart. I gotta keep those ones. I have three <laughs> copies of John Carpenter's The Thing. I don't know why. <laughs> are they, are they all the same? They're all the well. I think one of them has two discs in it. Ooh. Um, but wow. like none of them are the new version, and none of them are the original original version. They're just three copies of the exact same version of this film <laughs> that exists three times. Like I, I have the capacity to own the original John Carpenter's and the and the prequel sequel thing, but I don't. Just <laughs> which I think is, I mean, in reality, a really good choice by me. I mean, I could totally help you with that. I could burn them all for you. No, <laughs> why would you? Oh, that's right. You guys weren't. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if you were here for the show. I wasn't. No, but the thing is good. But yeah, Alex hated it. Yeah. Yeah, look, You're wrong. Yeah, you know, we know. This is one. Of, this is one of those hills I'll, I'll choose to die upon. I, I only saw it for the first time a few years ago, and it's fantastic. Yeah. I yeah. This one. Nah, it doesn't matter. So, William Donahue of the Catholic League publicly protested this film for six months before. He requested a private screening with Kevin Smith to talk about it seriously. And Smith responded, so what have you been doing for the last six months? <laughs> <laughs> when I think about this actual movie, and you're right when you say it doesn't, it's not an attack on the church at all. It really isn't. It's not. Um, in fact, it's, it's literally about an out-of-faith Catholic coming back to the church. Like, if anything. If anything, yeah. it's a... It's a like, it, this film literally, in its narrative, says, yeah, God is real. Yeah. Yeah, like it's actually pro. It doesn't pro even religion, and and it doesn't even challenge the validity of the Catholic interpretation of no, what's no, going no. on. God's kind of like, yeah, whatever. It's all it's all true. That's that's your rules, and your rules say that I have to abide by that. And okay, so let's let's not undo the universe and actually find a way to make this happen. Yeah. On face I mean, value. like imagine getting death threats for a movie that literally has a rubber poop monster in it. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, chill out guys. I suppose on face value, if, if I told you, 
Hi, I'm Kevin Smith, the creator of Clerks, and I'm making a movie about a lady that works in an abortion clinic tackling the Catholic Church. <laughs> that sounds a lot worse than what the actual yeah. film is. <laughs> but that's yeah. as far, I think, just, on, just like literally <laughs> listing that out. Yeah. But when you actually watch but the film, it's, it's not. No, no, no. And and she's not attacking the Catholic Church at all. She's defending it. In fact, really she goes to the cardinal and says, hey, this is the situation. Please don't hold your event because it's kind of serious. And he goes, I don't believe you. <laughs> because that sounds so far-fetched, you know. And to be fair, they put up a terrible case in that scene. It wasn't even like yeah. they hit him with a legitimate argument and he was just like, no, hubris, no. no they just no, he's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Alan Rickman was asked to play Metatron because uh, Kevin Smith got the word that he was a fan of Chasing Amy. He only had two questions. Would Smith stay faithful to the script? And were the angel wings real or CGI? <laughs> huh. Did he? And Yeah, I'm guessing... I think they were real. His were real. The only, I think there were fake ones at the end when Ben Affleck was flying. Yeah, uh, but, but the whole flying was CGI as well. That yeah, wasn't, I think so, yeah. 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 Oh, that looked so real to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God that he is, Ben Affleck can descend from the heavens at any given time. So. Well, true. I think this is my favorite Matt Damon role, by the way. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. He's good in this film. I don't normally like him because he's, you know, white bread Matt, Matt Damon, but he's, hey, he's good in films. Oh, he's not a bad actor. He just has a really boring aura for me. Like, I just don't, I'm never <laughs> interested in seeing him, but he was good in this film. Just depends on what you're seeing him. Like, yeah. e- every time I've seen him in sci fi, he's good. Like, The Martian and Delysium. I quite oh, liked yeah, the mushroom his, was really good. I've actually not seen either of those, yeah. and uh, it's, they're, they're good. They're well, good. Maybe we can do them next year. Hmm. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, J- Jason Muse memorized the entire script before rehearsals yeah. <laughs> to uh, That's a great story. Um, so that he didn't anger Rickman, <laughs> and because Smith uh, asked him to, to to bring his A game. Yeah, this is one of those good little on pet projects of Smith to try and get Jason Muse to be less of a stoner. I think, yeah, legitimately, and they kept on fighting about that. Later on, there's more trivia about that next yeah. week. Oh, can't wait! But, oh, it gets yeah. Na- yeah, it got a bit nasty for a while. Yeah, um, this was written before Clerks, which was '94, I think, or so. Yeah. Uh, but Smith um, shelved it uh, just so he could do it justice when he was a better filmmaker and when he could do the visual That's effects. More money. That him. Uh, as well, yeah. Or you know, at least get more from yeah. from the studio to, to do it properly. I don't know if this is in the trivia noted, but I only noticed this time because I was like paying attention for it for the review. Um, all the angels wearing uh, all the angels wear hoodies in this film. Is that now? All, I'm assuming that's on purpose. They're all dressed the same in hoodies because the idea was that the hoods down on the back would symbolise their halos. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The only one I that th- wasn't wearing a hoodie was Serendipity, but she was a human by that stage, I thought. Yeah, yeah. So I think that I think that checks out in terms of like the internal logic. If I'd seen another it's demon a, wearing a hat, nice. I would have just sealed it for me that they de- demons wear hats. <laughs> and <angels> wear hoodies. <laughs> that's a that's a good example of the director paying attention to the detail of something that isn't critical to it, but when somebody does spot it, they go, "Oh, hold yeah. on, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense." And visually, subconsciously, it probably does. Cue in as well without you, yeah, really being aware of it. You know, I just, for my mind, it must have been on purpose because at first, oh, like, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, it was. So uh, Jason Lee played Azrael, but only because uh, it, Loki had been written for him, yeah. but he couldn't do it because of some scheduling conflicts. So he had to take a, a, a lower role, or a, a smaller role, not a lower mm-hmm. role, I should say, because Azrael is kind of key to the whole movie yeah. as well. Um, Care to take a guess at who was considered for Azrael, or should I just tell you? Well, give me a hint. I love these games. Uh, 
Bill Murray. Okay. I think <laughs> <laughs> was it? Could you guess the uh, the other two I have on my list based off that? Dan Aykroyd. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> if only. <laughs> Wrong way. Go the other way. Uh, uh, <laughs> John Travolta. Howard Ramis is my other direction. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was it was Bill Murray and John Travolta. Adam Sandler. Oh, I actually did read that. And I just blocked it from my mind. But yeah. Adam Sandler kind of verbally agreed to do it, but backed out to do instead uh, Big Daddy. Which good I think choice. was a better film for him. Yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah, well, and you get to star in it, like, and yeah. It's it's funny to think about the what ifs, uh, because after you see it, you can't really picture anybody else in the role. Yeah, and seeing Adam Sandler do a role that Jason Lee nailed, mm. I can't, yeah, I, I, I can't imagine him him doing yeah, it justice. Me either, actually, <laughs> uh, what else Adam Sandler's Lee? fine. And at the time, he was fine. Like Apart Happy Gilmore James was Bob back and not a lot of like bigger movie roles. Hey, is he the My Name Is El guy? Yeah, is that yeah. like he didn't really find his his niche until that, I guess. He looks so fucking similar to Ryan Reynolds in this film. Yeah, he and does. Doesn't in he? General. You think so? I think that they like yeah. a thin they, Ryan they, Reynolds. If you put them as brothers in a film, yeah. I wouldn't bat an eye. I'd be like, wow, I can't believe they found a second Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a question about the angels' names. So we got Bartleby. That yep. sounds like an, an angel name. Loki, obviously, we all know on Norse mythology. Do they just pick a random name and they didn't go with like a Catholic religious name? Or is it also one that's been reused within Catholicism? Because it's, it's definitely, it's a Nordic name. As far as I know, angels aren't identified uh, specifically in the Bible until it's many, many revisions later. Like in the original yeah. scripts, I don't think, I don't think they, they had angel names. No, I was just curious about that because obviously, I mean, we all know the Thor movies, but even before, I mean, other movies use Loki as well. Like Loki's the fucking god from um, yeah. the mask as well. Like I mean, he's so much of religion is just theology that's been packed up over time. That's just become known as the theology. There's no real basis yeah. for it other than it's just been included and people have known about it for so long. Okay. So I was just curious if it, if it was any like, at least known references to it because I know Bartleby, like that one, even if it's not an angel name, it sounds like, an angel name because yeah. it's like the it's from the right fucking place in the world for that <laughs> title, but anyway, it's fine. I was just more curious. I mean, all the all the names tend to be quite Jewish in origin, anyway. Yeah, Loki, okay. high key, yeah. Loki's not you know a ridiculous uh, sort of name for for that time, and who knows? The Norse mythology may have taken it on, or maybe it's just coincidental that it's. That it's yeah, also maybe. Okay, all we'll good. I'll yeah. just yeah, it's only two syllables. Low, low key. No, stolen it from Zeus. Oh. <laughs> Wait, that's <laughs> the wrong one again too. Uh, the Three. Buddy Christ statue stands today at the Jane Silent Bob's yeah, secret stash, <laughs> which is uh, Smith's uh, comic book shop yep. in Red Bank, New Jersey. And you can buy replicas of it, but the real one is at the comic book shop. I want this. <laughs> <laughs> Bethany was originally cast as Alanis Morissette. Uh, okay. Right. Uh, and because Smith found it so hard to work with Linda Fiorentino, he wished he had cast Jean Garofalo, who plays her, her best friend, as uh, as Bethany. Alanis Morissette was on tour at the time, so she couldn't yeah. accept the role, but it was uh, Kevin Smith wanted, wanted her for it mm-hmm. um, and ended up getting her as God. God, yeah. Uh, originally, <coughs> Smith wanted uh, Gillian Anderson oh, that would of be cool. the X-Files yeah. to, to play Bethany. I don't know why that never happened, but that's certainly who Kevin Smith had in mind. Probably still would have been peak X-Files 
like filming by that point, wouldn't it? Or was that yeah. over by then? No, X Files would have been because it didn't finish till like two thousand or something, right? Yeah, and this was ninety nine. Yeah, so it would have been right up, right up at the end of in the last last couple of seasons. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. until I looked it up. The lady that played Bethany was the um, the female lead from Men in Black. Yes. Oh yeah. Because I was watching it and like she looks really familiar, but I've seen this film so many times. Mm. So I was like, I'm just remembering the same film. But no. It was and, and Kevin Smith apparently had quite a difficult time working with her. Ah, which is good though. Yeah. So he wanted Gillian Anderson. When she said no, he or, or couldn't do it. Then he wanted Alanis Morissette, who also couldn't do it, but she could do a smaller role. So he, so he um, put her as God. Put her as God. But he had originally written God for Holly Hunter. Oh, okay. Mm. Interesting. Who couldn't do it. Of course. And then Emma Thompson was going to do God, which I think could have worked cool. really well, especially with Alan Rickman. Mm. Uh, being being the the sidekick, yep, uh, to gone, um, but she got pregnant and backed out because of that, and she gave birth around the time the film premiered. I'm, I'm happy with how it ended up. To be honest, I liked I liked the lead as best yeah. thing, and you know, Lars Morissette rocked up for you know, all of sixty seconds. Yeah, <laughs> and she's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> just just being very it didn't doesn't doesn't say a word. It's just very uh, eccentric. Her <laughs> as God trying to do a handstand and falling over is actually <laughs> yeah. one of my favorite nice. things. It's, it's really cute. Yeah. And uh, George Carlin, he's fucking great in this film. So he's good. so good. He's so good. So good in general. But yeah. very good in this film. <laughs> he had a wedding band um, that he didn't want to take off because he lost his wife quite recently mm-hmm. when the film was being made. So he wore a band aid over it, which yeah, kind of skin colored and, and yeah. so. Um, which worked worked quite well. Turns out he didn't have to because a lot of actual Catholic clergy wear wedding bands to symbolise their marriage to the church. Oh, okay. And if he was a Protestant, he'd be married anyway, right? (laughs) So all that effort, all that expense of a band-aid for nothing. (laughs) There goes the entire budget. (laughs) (laughs) On a Kevin Smith film, uh, yeah, yeah, you have to take that into account. (laughs) And the working title of the film, Bear Claw. I don't see there the relationship to no. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't understand the reference. But maybe in the original version, God really liked donuts and not ski. <laughs> <laughs> no. I could. I could work. I could have worked. <laughs> that's oh. it. End of trivia. End of trivia. Yeah. Get into the film. No, the rest of it is all references and stuff that's in the film. Yep. Sweet. I don't. I, I don't get trivia about you know things that are in the film, like plot yeah, points right. and things like that. Just watch the film. That's not trivia. <laughs> that's in the film. All right. I guess we'll take it from the top then. So effectively, yeah, um, the premise is that God was visiting Earth in the in the body of was he a homeless man? I guess because he didn't have any idea on him was the was one of the key points there. I guess it would have been yeah yeah. So well, he's not homeless. Well, he didn't have ID. He was a duck like John. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he's, so, he's a John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he may uh, I may be homeless, maybe just a person who left his wallet at home. There you go, Seb. No you, you're projecting. Kin. You're putting your <laughs> own <laughs> judgments onto him. this onto this poor man, <laughs> calling him homeless straight away. You, you know. He couldn't be couldn't be an out of work guy. He couldn't just be some guy who left his ID at home in his mansion, you know. <laughs> and also, came from. and also left his car keys there. And you know, everybody he knows. You don't has need your ID to play ski ball. <laughs> I'm just saying, he was on. It was like on TV, which yeah, is like he, the main he must be character. homeless. That's exactly right because he has, doesn't have any ID and he's an old white guy. Well, he was on he's TV beaten up. and no one came probably to because find he him. was looking for drugs, right? And then he. <laughs> He went, went for his wallet and, oh, no, guys, I've left my wallet at home with all my ID, so I can't even, 
you know, show you who I am and you know, prove my address to you so you can come and collect it there. He was on and they TV say, and his family Screw you, homeless old man. I'm not giving you any drugs to feed your habit. So this homeless man <laughs> that God was possessing, um, God was there to play skee-ball. Which is, he loves skee-ball. Which is that game where you roll a ball up and it hits the thing and bounces and you got to try to land with it. The, with the, the rings? With yeah. The yeah. Is, is that That's the game? The okay. Anyway, That's he fun. gets jumped by three bad boys with hockey sticks. <gasps> oh, and rollerblades. Yeah. <laughs> and they just beat the shit out of him. And that's the beginning of the film. The end. Um, so that was God <laughs> getting beaten into a coma um, by three demons. Very clever plan. Yes. Which we find out later is the plan, but a very clever plan. So then we go to Bethany who works at an abortion. Have I jumped ahead? Oh, no. No, no sorry. We go to Matt and... Matt and oh, yeah, that's best. So... Yeah, we have our, our two main sort of villains, for lack of a better description, in the film. Um, played by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. They're two angels. Anti-protagonists. <sighs> <laughs> like, it's hard because one of them's the bad guy for half the film, and the other guy's the bad guy for the other half of the film, but really they were all under the demon who... They're not bad guys. They they want to exploit this thing to go home. Their motivation is to oh, go home. Oh, no, Affleck changes his mind at the end, though. Yeah. He's but, like, at the, but at the start, their motivation is to go home. Yeah. So they were angels that we've said before. They were kicked out of heaven. Very importantly, they were angels who used to, well, Loki, anyway, specifically, used to be God's wrath. Yeah. Yeah. Before God had a change of heart and, oh, <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe we'll undo the last 800 years of history. Uh, forget about that. <laughs> Peaches and sunshine, everybody. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, Loki was effectively death, the angel, I guess. Death. Yeah. 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 Um, and Bartleby, which has been Affleck's character, he was just referred to as a watcher. So his whole shtick of this entire film is he just knows everything about someone by looking at them, which is a funny point that he doesn't use in a very important scene later. Yeah. <laughs> but he was drunk. No, she was, no, he was drunk. He can't be drunk. They've both been drinking. They're not allowed to drink, but he was on earth. So we think he was doing it. Cause there was all those beer bottles. That was her drinking. Oh my God. He wasn't drinking. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. He was pretending to drink, I, I think but Matt, he wasn't drinking. Matt Damon was also drunk in that scene. I think they can drink. No. They just don't cause they're told not no. to. No. It wasn't a commandment. It God got forbade it, as in they can't imbibe the like you know uh, does something to them. I want to see that. Okay, it's not it's not a request. It's a physical incapability of drinking. So they get a letter that lets them know um, that the loophole is that they can get the the taste of it. Why would you want the taste of it? And just the, the well, taste of alcohol is the worst part yeah. of alcohol. <laughs> Some you know port tastes nice. Yeah, okay, wines does, taste nice. But I'm telling you, you can name a beer bil- tastes nice. You can name a billion drinks, and I'm telling you. Great Fanta is better. <laughs> if Great Fanta could get me drunk, wow. Just, just add some vodka to that. It tastes like vodka. No, it, how much vodka are you putting in your drink? An appropriate amount. Five to one, Seb. Five to one. <laughs> okay, so they get a letter that says, effectively, there's this church, let's do it, put this magical little arch in that anyone that passes under it gets all their sins absolved. And they work out that if they were to do that, turn back to human and die, or to, to go human, then do that and die. Um, they, they get to heaven and there's not a damn thing God can do about yeah, it. Because God doesn't want them there anymore, but technically if they haven't sinned and they die as humans, that's the rules. They get to go in. So then they go to start heading off to New Jersey to, to do this whole thing. That's their plan. At this stage, they don't know that this is a bad thing. They, they, for them, they think it's just, oh, we get in and that's awesome. Like the, the family's back, you know? Yeah, Bunnelby is so blinded by being able to go home after all this time 
that that's all he cares about. He's not he's not thinking out the situation. It's just about going home. Yeah, exactly. So currently, they're being set up as the bad guys, but they're not actually. There's no real malice there. Like they anti heroes, I guess. Yeah, it? yeah. I mean, Loki. I'm not going to go through every single scene with them, but Loki throughout this thing on their journey from wherever they were to was it Michigan? No. They're in, in Wisconsin. Milwaukee. Yeah. They're going to New Jersey. Yeah. So from there to, to New Jersey, they will make a couple of different stop offs where to get back in God's good books, he wants to carry out some rightful <laughs> justice. Yeah. He yeah. wants to eventually kill some sinners. Yeah. Um, so if, he, if he had a dick, he would, he, would, he would fuck, but not having one, he can do the next best thing. And that's kill a bunch of people. Yep. <laughs> so I won't go to every individual scene there, but um, they do do that on their way through. Um, they basically execute. You know the whole of the movies, uh, yeah. the the restaurant franchise. About time. Uh, their their executive the board. Yeah. Oh, so I read That's a great uh, scene. To jump, to jump ahead to that scene, which I did like as well as Jordan, I really did like. Um, I was reading as well. Apparently, all the guys in that scene were all stunt actors because they were going to do like a John ah. Woo style like fight scene. Okay, but um, I can't remember the reason. But Kevin Smith decided, ah. Oh, Probably not. <laughs> so just, he did that really so tense scene instead. Just sit there and be called a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be your stunt. Which, to be fair, was a really good scene. Yeah, it so was. Good. Yeah, it was the right kind of tense. Yeah. But but he did actually hire a bunch of stunt actors to do like a full fucking action How scene. And just was like doesn't suit. So yeah, while this is all happening and they're going their thing, um, our lead Bethany is visited by uh, Metatron. So this is. Alan Rickman's character, effectively Metatron, yes. is the, the voice of God because as we learn in this film, God can't speak without destroying humans because- <laughs> she's, she's introduced as a, as a worker at an abortion clinic who has lost her faith. Yes. Yeah. So God's, God's dead as, as far as she's concerned. Now, the reason that is, which comes sort of back throughout the film is um, her husband ended up leaving her because she had some sort of illness which rendered her barren. So unable to produce a child, husband wanted a kid and decided no thanks and left. So- yeah. That whole situation just led her to giving up on God, which I mean, for the narrative, makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. So they go to the abortion clinic is like flipping the bird, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> um, all right, so she's visited by Metatron, who's yeah, this angel, and eventually tells her, "Hey, so we need you to go on a, a, a crusade, not a pilgrimage, a crusade to stop these angels from doing this thing, because, um, like we said in the trivia." Effectively, if they get into heaven, despite God saying you're not allowed here, they've proven God wrong. Um, yeah. Within the narrative of this film, God is an infallible being. To create, make God have made a mistake is to effectively undo his will, undo his power. And effectively, if God says black is black and white is white, and you've proven that white is black, he's wrong and the entire universe unravels. So you mm. have- Because that's the very first premise that it's the whole universe is built on. Correct. So if God's proven to be wrong, the thing that's holding everything together no longer exists, mm -hmm. which I, I it's kind of, it's an interesting narrative. It's mm. I'm phrasing it a little bit more wordily than it needs to be. It's, it's yeah. a bit more simple than what I'm saying. So it sounds maybe a bit more complex than it actually is, but I like it as a-, as a in, yeah. in its own internal logic, it's an actual stake. Yeah, because the universe is yeah, yeah. the whole of existence is is at stake. Yeah, so they need the angels don't know about this at the moment. So Ben Affleck and Matt Damon's character don't actually understand or know that if they were to prove God wrong, existence would come undone. They just think they get to go home. Um, so she's told, you know, go out there, stop these angels. You're going to meet some prophets along the way. Who, they'll identify themselves as one. One of the best lines in the film, there's two prophets. Um, the one that talks and he will. <laughs> and the other one. Anyway, um, and 
Does he also tell them that she'll be joined by a, by a no by an apostle? Or no, Rufus, Rufus just comes along. I think. Okay. So, because God's not in heaven, nobody really knows what's what's going on, and Metatron's been trying to play it cool, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's he's terrified as well. Perfect. So she sort because of God, of course, is in you know incapacitated in this comatose body they that don't know where he is. nobody can identify, and since he's not dead, you can't get back into heaven until yeah. he until he dies. So, a very clever plan on Azrael's mm-hmm. part. It's good. Um, so she doesn't really love this idea, so she kind of just kind of ignores it, <laughs> and. She gets jumped by the three demons with the mm-hmm. hockey sticks. Yes. And Jane and Silent Bob just passing by, see a woman being attacked by three kids, and they just beat the shit out of these kids, and <laughs> mm-hmm. they save her. On their way to the non-existent Shermer, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> and they freaking, um, the reason they were there, so she was outside work, is they figured that an abortion clinic's <laughs> a really good location to meet loose women. <laughs> you know they put out. Well, we know they do. It's a scientific fact. Um, and it, through this, she identifies because of what saying that Jay says that oh crap, they, they say something. They they say prophets, prophets with an eye, yeah, and Metatron's voice in a you know in in a head who says prophets and oh, okay, I guess these guys are, are them. So she feels oh guess okay, fuck it whatever. She ends up teaming up with these guys and they're traveling to New Jersey anyway. Which yes. is where she needs to go. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and she heads there. And they, at one point, Rufus, who's the 13th apostle, played by Chris Rock, who was fucking great in this film. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, he rocks up as well and he's there to help out. Um, yeah, the line, um, you know, Jesus, yeah, he owes me 12 bucks, was originally, yes, I saw him naked. And <laughs> this is much Chris, better. Chris Rock ad, ad-libbed, of course. Uh, yeah, he owes me 12 bucks. Which, yeah, it's much it's, better. It is better. Yeah, the sigh of relief we all made during the intro while it was playing, that he goes, the brother owes me 12 bucks. Because <laughs> he does not use the word brother in the film. <laughs> which is what took it out of my quote reel for what I was going to enter with. Because like, what do I- Does, rep- he, does he use Mr? Mr? Mr. Jesus owes me 12 bucks? No. Do you actually not remember? Is this a bit? Because it's a bit. Okay, it is a bit. It's not a bit. It is a bit. He uses the N-word, Andrew. One that what I can't N-word? say. What N-word? Necromancy? Yes, that necromancer. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually is not the most obscene thing to call Jesus. With that whole Lazarus situation. Um, that's, that's true. I'm going to turn to my religion. My religious correspondent. Is that right? Did Jesus raise Lazarus? Uh, Jesus couldn't have done it unless Lazarus really wanted to come back from the dead. He did, because he was dead. That's exactly right, yeah. He drew his power Is from right? Lazarus. And, yeah. Jesus rose sure. him or did Lazarus <laughs> rise himself? I can't. Re- I literally can't remember if the story was the Jesus. La- Lazarus I, willed it so much. That but he was dead. <laughs> was he? Yeah, but he, he really just, wanted to say. Maybe he was just really asleep and they couldn't wake him. Like... Okay. So Rufus joins the gang. <laughs> Their car is out of commission because Jay, Jay doesn't have gears. Work. Didn't realize. <laughs> Great scene. So, so the car is fried. They end up catching a train that Bartleby and Loki happen to be on. Also, so the important part for this is Chris Rock's character's gone to have a nap because he's the only one that would recognize who they were because he's he's lounging in heaven. Yep, and they don't know. They did. They at this stage, the angel didn't even know that. Oh yeah, sorry. Bethany's character is referred to as the last design on this film, mm-hmm. which they, is a thing you may have recognized from the Da Vinci Code, <laughs> <laughs> right? All the Matrix films. Yeah. <laughs> Effectively, she's the last living descendant of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, while she's some not, great, great, great niece. Of, yeah, yeah. So she's not 
directly from Christ's like but from Mary but and from Joseph's, Mary's, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, they still don't really explain why she was the one that had to be sent to do this mission. She actually didn't do anything like Zion-y. She's martyred at the end. I could have been martyred. Like that could have been me. If you swapped me for Bethany, the only difference would have been to be like, ah. No, no, but but that's it. The the reason is because she's, you know, related to Christ and she's the only person who is. Okay. So. Except for the one from the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, apart from picking somebody, you know, righteous at random or the most righteous person, that's the next best thing, you know, And, and and it's easy. Yeah. She's related to Christ. That's why she's chosen fine. I feel it, like it does, it does. It could be anyone. You're right. There's there's no particular reason why it had to be her specifically, because she's not particularly faithful, not particularly, um, you know, righteous. She's not, you know, giving away all the stuff. She's not feeding kids in the street. You know, but two for one, you get her faith back, and also. <clears throat> through the means of the story, allow her to bear a child, which means a lineage. Yeah, lineage. all that mysterious ways, bullshit. And, As opposed yeah. to just Metatron rocking up with the with that cardinal. I mean, like, close the church. Yeah, yeah, done. There's, whole movie right. done. <laughs> There's the whole metaphor of, um, like, her life relating to Jesus' life, though. Yeah. Like, the an angel rocking up at, at like, when Jesus was 12 and being like, hey, you're, you're actually God, good luck. You're going to die. Like, yep. W- work it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, and see you in twelve years. Yeah. All jokes aside, okay. The whole scene with Metatron is like, I hate spelling things out for people. Yeah. You know, we had the exact same talk with Jesus. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, so they're on the train, and they just happen to meet up because Jansel and Bob find these two cool-looking dudes that look like they're from a Miramax film. <laughs> just like to have a chat with them. Um, so they're having a chat with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck's characters. Um, Bethany joins them. She gets pretty drunk and she's having a one-on-one with Ben Affleck's character. And in that, um, it's becoming a bit of a DNM, if you will. And she goes into this whole stupid scenario that she's been put into without realizing that she's now telling Ben Affleck's character, I've been sent to stop these angels. And she actually directly says, because he, he raised the issue of you have to kill them. And she's like, I don't think I have to kill them. I just need to stop them. Like she's actually saying like, yeah. I don't want to kill them. I don't yeah. think I have to. I think we can do this through other means, but I have to stop them. But Ben Affleck's character hearing that <laughs> the heavens have sent a fucking crusader to stop them has really upset him. So even though he now understands that the reason they're doing it is to stop existence from coming undone, he's kind of just really betrayed and sort of upset about this all, which then eventually brings his heel turn in because the entire time up till now, Matt Damon's character has been like the righteous murderer going through mm. killing all the sinners. Like he's been the really violent one and Affleck's just been sort of there. And this is the scene where they sort of swap places. Where Matt Damon's character is like, oh, actually, things are pretty okay. I'm pretty chill now. Like, I'm having a good time. Yeah. And Affleck's character is like, oh, I need to destroy everything. Um, so this is kind of the point of the film where Affleck turns into a proper antagonist mm-hmm. as opposed to just sort of there for the ride. Yeah, because he, he was made first before humans <coughs> and he gets jack all. I, yeah. his, his life was... Service determined to be to be service, whereas humans who came afterwards get a choice, and that's somehow okay. Mm. And he doesn't get a choice yet. And constant forgiveness, yeah. like they can fuck up millions yeah. of times, as yeah. long as they seek you know to repent, they get it back. Whereas I made one mistake and I'm gone forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I fully justified bad guy. I get it. I no part of me questions why, when from when he starts to when he ends why he got there. Yeah. Actually, a really well written villain because so, so that's the point where he doubles down yeah. and fuck this. I'm not going to um, to apologize yeah. for doing something that everybody else, 
you know, gets a get, gets a free pass on. Mm-hmm. And as for Azrael, like having lived in hell and escaped <laughs> to to Earth, like yeah, he wants everything to be undone because he doesn't want to go back. Yeah, so Azrael's story is really interesting. So it's, we we jumped ahead a little bit because I, I think I missed Selma Hayek <laughs> rocking up into this film as yeah. serendipity. Um, they it's a nice little, if you haven't seen Dogma, it's a nice treat. Yeah, I mean, Selma Hayek, Pooh yeah. Monster, <laughs> um, Train. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Who doesn't want to see Selma Hayek covered in poo? Eh? So yeah, they go to a strip club and there's a <laughs> serendipity is there. She's an ex angel who left willingly, wasn't kicked out of heaven. Just said to God, "I want to try to create for my, myself." Because she was a muse who inspired other people. So she came down to earth and has <laughs> been struggling had with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, Should, uh, help create the. 19 or the 20th, 20 yeah. uh, top grossing films of all time. The though. one that she didn't do was Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else is her. Yeah. Um, so there's another scene later on where we have Azrael kind of confronting the team um, while the angels are pretty much at the church about to initiate their master plan. And that's when he does his sort of mo- reveal of what he did and why he's done it. And, you know, they've got- well, he's trapped, every- he's trapped Beth- Bethany and everybody there mm. so that they can't stop the, stop the angel from happening. And yeah. And Azrael's story is good. So effectively there was, when Lucifer rose up against God and there was a bit of a battle where, you know, the, it was a civil war, the parties split and everything went there. Um, Azrael didn't pick a side. He just stayed in the middle. Pacifist. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he phrases it as pacifist. They phrase it as, you were just waiting to see who won. <laughs> <laughs> so his, after the war was, after God won and everything was all settled, um, as punishment, God sent all the all the angels that sided Lucifer to hell, but also the ones that didn't pick a side down to hell because they didn't side with God. So his gripe is that he was being punished for nothing because he's like, I didn't turn against God, I just didn't want to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but he got sent to hell because he was a fence sitter, effectively, and that's his that's his you know gripe for like a better word, which and makes sense <laughs> once again. I get why. And as a demon, he can't exploit this loophole because he can't transubstantiate to human, mm, right? Um, so the next best thing he has is to uh, stop hell from existing. Well, that's the thing. He says, like, Which, hell is so bad, I would rather never exist, like, not exist, than actually go back there. So apparently hell's very bad. Yeah. We didn't know that. So I've been hell. told. Yeah. Hmm. Apparently there's multiple levels. Yeah. yeah. And he's... Everybody says it's dark, but you think with all the fire down there, it would actually be quite well lit. Mm. Do you reckon it's red fire? I always imagine red fire, but there's hotter fire. There's different colors. White. Well, that would got, be annoying for your eyes. You've mm. got Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, which interprets hell as a, a very, very red, hot place. Yeah. Do you know what the deepest circle of hell is reserved for? Betrayers and mutineer. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I was going to say people that don't toast their subs. <laughs> that too. <laughs> that was legit. That's the, the second lowest level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh or toasted? No, I want a good one, please. <laughs> toast that. Make it good. <laughs> Who toasts their subs? Oh, this is going to be fun when you die. <laughs> Guess where you're heading. Yeah, let me have some really crunchy bread. With yeah. If the bread was any good to begin with, you wouldn't have to toast it. But Subway bread I mean, hasn't been good for a long time. It's fine. Have you seen when they go to make it? It looks like they get like a slug that is like squish out and then obviously they bake it and it expands. But it's just like, it looks like they just take like a bread shaped, a bread colored turd in the middle of the tray. I stopped <laughs> enjoying some way when the V cut turned into a traditional cut. The what cut? Sorry? Well the way they do a sub now, yeah. right, is where they cut the 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 bun mm-hmm. down the down the down down the side of it lengthways, mm-hmm. right? But they used to cut a V shape out of the top of it. 
Mm. As in like, so they keep it as one piece of bread, do you mean? As opposed to two pieces of bread? Yeah, so you had a bottom piece and then you had a V-shaped piece that sort of went in the top. So everything would sort of sit in this bread trough. Okay. Right? And then you had the, the V-shape and that's how subways used to be done. And then that became a traditional cut that you had to ask for, especially when they moved to the slice it down the side like, never, like a sandwich thing. I've never known. I know. I know. Yeah. 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 I'm, so show, I'm showing my age here. How old are you? When can I obtain this this traditional cut? Give me a year. You can ask. Oh God, I was, I was, at university. So at least 2001. Okay. Was the last time I remember that where this was. I feel like normal. I didn't begin indulging in Subway until like the mid 2000s. So, what do I ask for for this magical old cut now? So it's the traditional cut. So, I ask for a traditional cut. Yeah. Okay. So, the, the, the standard they give us now is a V cut? No. No, no, no. The standard now is like a sandwich where you cut the bun in half. Yeah. Right? Whereas the traditional cut, they would lay the thing down and out of the top of it, they would cut out, you know, a sort of V. In, in cross section, it's a V shape. I'm imagining a hot right? dog bun. Uh, sort of, yeah. It's, it's cut down the top, but it's not cut down the top. They actually cut a V out of the top. So you're left with like a, this bread trough, this so bread bowl. So what do they do with the bread that they cut out? Just throw it in the fucking trash? No, that sits on top of everything, sort of pressing it. I mean, it's, you know, it's soft bread. It used to be soft bread. Okay. You know, now it's kind of stale. Yeah. Oh, which, which, I get it now. Okay, so they're, yeah. they're, 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 <laughs> I don't get it. I feel a like a triangle I'm out yeah, it's, on it, the top. It kind yeah. of where you put the triangle when it's done. <laughs> back you, on you top. Put, you put the food in there. Yeah. The subs in there. Yeah, the and everything. <laughs> it's, it doesn't fit back to be you know a perfect you know bread aligned. I need, to, uh, I need to visualize you know, this. Jo- joinery. <laughs> it's, it's elevated. All the it's how do just they sitting the, on top of all the toppings. How do they put the cheese in? Yes. How do they, they, they put the cheese so in? So they've cut a V. Oh, okay. And they're just going like, yeah. to jam and stuff into that gap? I, yeah. I get it. Okay. It, the point is it used to oh. be it used to be more like a hot dog. You're, that's probably a good comparison. So it's on, the, it's on it. the side, like Jordan's picture? Like that... that that is now called the traditional cut that used to be what Subway Center just came like. Now you okay. have to ask for that specifically. And they, they know what you're asking for. If I, if I go in and say, I want the traditional cut. Yeah. They'll look they'll at know you what like, I'm saying. of course they will. What are you, like 50? You can <laughs> still like, order it's stuff. It's basically like having a hot dog bun, but you yeah. put a lid on it. You can still order sandwiches that haven't been on the menu for decades. Okay. And, and Subway artists are require, you know, know what, what you're talking about. Or at least somebody there will, because they're they're required to be able to to give you this. So you, okay. it's not ordering off menu. It's ordering, you know, I guess uh, what's the word for it? Discontinued right. uh, me, menu mm. items. You can still order them, and they still serve it to you. You can't get a honey oat loaf though, and and, and that's another reason why you shouldn't have Subway. <laughs> This is what they said would happen to the left rows, guys. Yeah. They said they'll take our fucking honey loaf. And the V cut, it's all gone. Jeez. Yeah. Wouldn't have happened under the, NL, the LN, LNP? NL, Palmer wouldn't have let this happen. That's for sure. God, no, he loves this traditional cut. No, calling it the traditional cut just shows how much of a partisan actor you are in this whole situation. You're a, you're a, you're a traitor. Cut? You're a class traitor. And I won't have it. <laughs> All right. No. Um, <laughs> I don't remember how we got there, but where were we? Uh, we'll just <laughs> up to the end of the film. So they rock up at the church and Ben Affleck's flying around, just picking people up and dropping them from the sky, killing them. Um, Matt Damon's character's there. He's, he's drunk then. He's drunk because yeah. his wings have been cut off. He's human and he's drunk. That's correct. Yes. And his, his thing is like, they haven't gone through the arch yet. He actually doesn't like any of this plan anymore. He wants to bail, but Affleck's not letting him bail. 
Um, Affleck comes down, kills Matt Damon, so he's dead and in hell, I guess. Presumably, yeah. yeah. He's sinned a lot. He got shitload. <laughs> <laughs> Just in this film. Just a handful of times. <laughs> um, so they put the party splits and... Bethany goes to try and find where she thinks God's now located to get him or sorry, her out. She has the epiphany that John Doe is God. Yep. Um, while they're distracting him, Jay cuts off Ben Affleck's wings, which turns him into a human, which they say is a bad thing because now he can die. And yeah. they make it sound like Jay has- No, he has to go through the arch as a human. Yes. Because angels can't be forgiven. But he could have just cut his own wings off, which was the premise. Like they said, an angel cuts their wings off to become human. So I'm sure yeah. he could have cut them off himself. But also, now that he's human, shouldn't they just kill him? Just strangle him or something? Yeah. Well, they tried to shoot him, but Jay used up all the bullets yeah. firing at him that yeah. cut his wings off. I know, but like it's America. Just, <laughs> just go down to your local <laughs> elementary school. Just, just reach into any store. glove box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if there's a church right there, guys. If I've learned anything from playing Diablo over the years, it's the church crypts are filled with weapons. Um, yeah, so Bethany goes and, and she finds God and kills him. So to release the this, this, this spirit, I guess, yep. from the body. In doing so, she gets shot in the gut and bleeds out and dies. Yeah. Because she had to be a martyr for this, which I think honestly is Did a bit extra. Shot with lightning or electricity as God is leaving this body. Yeah, but yeah. then there's that line later on in Metatron saying that's the thing about being a martyr. You have to die to be one. Yeah. Which I once again think is like, it felt like her dying to do this was, like I would have cut that. Eh, Cause whatever. Because he's dead for about two minutes. That's just, yeah, yeah, it's completely meaningless because it's not a real threat. It's not a real stake. It's not even addressed in the film that it's going to happen. Exactly. It wasn't so like it was not a like, prophecy that she was working against or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's not her overcoming it, you know, her fear of death or something in order to do it. No, she just does it. Yeah. It's not an issue. I'm with you on that one. So anyway, God's brought back out. It's Alanis Morissette. She's the cutest thing in the fucking world. <laughs> she um, speaks to Affleck with her horrible God voice and blows his head off, which is... <laughs> Great in so many ways, mainly because of Jay's rant after he gets up and sees this random woman sitting there. And his he's missing. remorseful at that point when he's confronting God or confronted by God. He's remorseful of what he's done. Oh, and, yeah. and he kind of welcomes his own, you know, undoing. Yeah, at that point. But just Jay's reaction. It's that's great. <laughs> what, <laughs> what the fuck happened to that guy's head? <laughs> Why were you hugging my <laughs> so angry? So, um, so yeah, um, then Sam Bob rocks up. He's holding dead Bethany. God brings her back. Deathany, eh. Deathany thank you. Um, and in doing so, doesn't she shouldn't just- have been, she should have come back as, you know, like like Rufus came back as an apostle. That should have been her. That no, I'm in heaven now, guys. You know that's that's my deal. But no, she's brought back to life and is pregnant. And uh, and then Metatron makes it sound like yeah, you're pregnant, and there's your, your daughter's going to have yeah. a lot of stuff to do coming up. So it makes it sound like there's another movie coming, which uh. of course there never was. Um, not a complaint, but he does make it seem like you. There's a reason that you'd have this child. Like it's, it's important. F- yeah, it's fine. It's a fine ending. I think it could have been better, but yeah. it's fine. Um, God does a sick handstand and falls over. Really good <laughs> shit. Um, and everyone says thanks and leaves. And that's pretty much it. Unless there was, there was no code to this film, I don't think. Does it just end there or do they go after there? Does this film 
have like a denouement mm. anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> like, is it, is it just? I don't think so. Line? I think I think that's it. Yeah. Like, like a, after the main story ends, like where are they now, sort of thing. Like, does it go like a post credit thing? Not even a post credit thing. Just like a, after, like they, they leave the church. Does it come back to their lives, like normal? I can't remember. No. What it does I don't think it did. There is like a comic book that links Dogma and Jay and Silent Bob Strike back together. Fucking great stuff. But other than that, no. Oh, it's I all guess like the same universe, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The viewer skewerverse. Viewer skewerverse. There's like ten films in those, or roughly thereabout, like that. Um, I'm not sure if Tusk fits in. I think it does. No, that's its own thing. Because this Tusk is linked to Yoga Hoses. Yeah, so that's like its own little universe. Well, weren't they linked to Jansol Bob's reboot? That's why, and they, which is obviously connected. Well, actually, yeah, I guess so. Because like those characters are there, but. Also, like those Canada movies are technically their own little thing, yeah. but obviously they must take place in the same universe. Yeah. Either way, there's, there's a heap of them, and it's yeah. I mean, it's if you if you know them, it's cool. If yeah. you don't, like I said, I saw Dogma first, and mm. I had no troubles at all with Jansen and Bob rocking up. Yeah. It's funnier, like literally, as I was because I had watched them in the in the reverse order. I did Jansen and Bob Strike Back, and then Dogma. And I was sitting down watching Dogma and my wife was briefly there watching it. And the second freaking Metatron was like, and you're going to meet two prophets. I just started laughing out loud like a dickhead. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's fucking right. Oh. <laughs> like I, I went in knowing that they were in it, which is the fact that like there, there's, there's these two prophets you'll meet, one that talks forever. I'm like, oh yeah, this is going to suck for you. Um, and do you guys want to go to the to verdicts then or any other any other scenes in particular you want to highlight? Um, no, I think exactly. my my favorite scene in the whole movie is the one in the boardroom that we talked about before. Mm. That's so good, and then just throughout the movie, just Jay is just so good. Yeah, yeah, he is, Andrew. No, I I kind of like the whole theology of it. Mm. I really like films that explore. You know, I like courtroom films. So right. anything that is is about technicalities and uh, and and loopholes and you know no this is exactly you know you have to follow the logic here but this is how we do it i love films that take the time to explore that uh and so the whole premise of the film have you watched that's um trial of the chicago seven movie no i just i just saw it pop up the other day it's got like a pretty big cast and it's like a a courtroom movie okay i've been meaning to watch it so i figured i might uh flag it with you all right all right and dose before i hit the verdicts button Anything you yeah, want? Yeah, no, I, I like the... I, no, no. <laughs> no, you don't have I mean, to. You don't have anything to say. It's fine. I, no, I, I, I do. That, that's the thing. It's just everyone laughs at me when I try to talk. So You're a very funny guy. Thanks. I'm going to press the button now. Oh, oh no, no, no. So <laughs> the, the, I, I, like Andrew was saying the, the theology of it. And I, I like the line in the movie when someone says the Catholic mythology or the Christian yeah, mythology. Yeah. And I'm like, that's more how I see this because it is it is playing off the theology, but it is more mythology mm-hmm. because uh, if there were angels from the Bible, everyone would be dead because they can't speak to humans without them exploding. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also, oh, fuck, it's all it's, this it's fun. great little comic strip that was like, oh, I, can't remember, I can't remember how the joke was set up, but effectively it was, Oh, like my girlfriend's such an angel, but like, but she's like an accurate biblically referenced angel. She's got like fire around her and like seventeen eyes and like seven mouths or some bullshit. I was like, yeah, nice. (laughs) All right, I'm gonna hit the verdict button. Let's do it. You've heard the good, you've heard the bad, a lot of opinions. 
Big old highly recommend for me. I love this film. I was mm-hmm. worried going in, having not seen it for like five years or so, that it wouldn't hold up still. But it's it really does. And I think, the, I mean, purely from a visual standpoint, there's one CGI shot in the entire film and that's the fucking Ben Affleck angel flying down. Yeah. It's not great, don't get me wrong. It was, a, it was a cheap movie back then and it was back back then. But mm. um, so, but visually, because it was relying so heavily on practical effects, it looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still very funny. It doesn't, as much as it is making fun of certain things, it's not done so in a way that would, I can see it as being insulting to people. Like, I'm not religious at all, so for me it's all funny anyway. But but even if I was, I couldn't see myself getting offended because it's <laughs> it's not making fun of anyone. Yeah, it's just using it as a as a story crux, which is why I'm amazed to hear that by all these fucking protests that happened. Like, if you'd watched the film, you'd be like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Red state's the one you want to complain about mm. because the, like, the the people who protest these things they hadn't even seen it. It's not. It, it, it's not a, it's not a question of content. It's just how dare you make a film about Catholicism? Well, that's that, that features like a, it. There's a great bit like with one of the protests where like Kevin just went and like hung out with the protesters, <laughs> and he wound up on TV, <laughs> like on the news. He's just like, so have you seen the movie? And he's just like, no, but I'm told it's very very bad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's. This is, a, this is a different conversation, probably one for off mic, but it's the same people that would be like, oh, those fucking touchy Muslims getting offended that we draw a picture of Muhammad. Mm-hmm. Oh, how dare you make a movie about an angel? Like, yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but no, this movie's great. I love it. As do I. It's well cast. Everybody does their job beautifully. There are no holes in the film, I think, at all. Um, even even the, the little thing at the end where Bethany's a martyr and that's kind of inconsequential. Eh, whatever, you just kind of brush that off and, mm-hmm. and think the film is just wonderful at carrying through its its story and it and its themes of, you know, sacrifice and you know, loyalty and what those things mean and how they manifest themselves when you actually, you know, put some real stakes uh, uh, you know, when when you would when you threaten, <laughs> when you threaten that um, uh, the whole the whole world's existence, what how 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 are people going to to react to it? Um, I like it. I've always liked this film. Um, I watch it regularly every every couple of years or so. I get it out, and it's a high recommend. Absolutely. Yeah, same here. It's definitely a one that I go back to quite often. It's uh like it's it probably is like a bit of a barrier for some people that it is a part of like a series with so many other movies, but it's also relatively inconsequential to those movies. So like you don't need all this, you know, you don't have to have seen like three previous movies to understand it. Like, you know, you might enjoy like Jay and Silent Bob a bit more if you've seen some of the previous movies, but you really don't need it. And it's like, yeah, like you guys said, it's great. Like so well put together. so funny. Great premise. Everyone's performances are great. It's yeah. Like we said, I think we said it maybe off mic, but like it's definitely one of like Kevin's best films. Yeah. I think it's it's held up very well. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, I, don't, I probably don't watch this as much as I would like to, but yeah, I, I do go back to it. And I I love watching it. It's um it's a good amount of funny and like not too serious, but also having a, a good through line, mm-hmm. um, with well thought out um like bits um that all tie in together. That makes sense, you know, like um, the little bits with the halos and um, for on the angels and and the the Ken doll. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, it's it's funny and yeah, I think Kevin Smith, um, it's probably one of his best. I think he nailed it with this one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sweet. So we'll be 
back next week with Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Ugh. And then the week after with Jay and Silent Bob's reboot. So yeah, buckle in, guys. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> a lot of <laughs> um, I've, it's hard to tell. I can't. I, I only recently watched reboot. I could watch it again for the review, but I watched it maybe like a month ago. I can't tell if it was like, top of my head if it was better or worse. Mm. It's definitely better made than right. Strikes Back, but because his films just they by pure knack of he's just making more films. Like they do get better in production. Yeah. Story-wise, though, I can't remember enough about it, but honestly, this next one's pretty stupid, so I can only <laughs> say it's going to be better by default. <laughs> um, yeah. Find us on Instagram at Second Take Podcast, or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Second Take. You can also follow me on Twitter, if you like, at Jordan MSPP. Which one do you normally do? I have no idea. Cool. Oh, just, that's fine. You can follow me at Bastion underscore James. Um, our website, secondtakepodcast.com. Our Patreon, we're going to throw this one to you halfway through, though. So it's patreon.com slash second take. Yes. No, no. Just, just second take.com. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> okay, abort. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's uh, it. How dare you abort? Pro choice. Yeah, I'm making a choice. <laughs> I've made my choice. That's the one professionally. Yeah, that's the anyway, your yeah. your joke. What? Thanks. All right. Bye. For you. Good luck. Second Take Podcast is recorded within the Moreton Bay region of Queensland, Australia, and acknowledges this region's original owners, namely the Jinnabara, Kabi Kabi, and Yugara people. Second Take Podcast respectfully acknowledges the traditional custodians of these lands, and we pay our respects to elders past, present, and emerging, for they hold the memories, the traditions, the cultures, and hopes of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. 